It is week nine of the 2021 football season, and we are getting ready for yet another district football game uh, with another edition of Standard Sports Talk, the only Hill Country sports podcast produced by the Fredericksburg Standard. I'm joined with uh, head coach Lance Moffitt, as always, here. It's either usually Monday or Tuesday morning. Today, this week, it's a Tuesday, but... Coach, how are you yeah. this week? I'm good. It's good to be here. It's good to be doing the podcast again, enjoying this. It's lots of fun. Kind of the first time we've talked uh, in district play coming off yeah. of a loss. I mean, obviously, week one in district, y'all y'all knocked off Burnett. This week, yeah. you faced the top team in the state, and I'm sure y'all have learned some things watching film that we you didn't know whenever we talked Friday night. But uh, looking yeah. back at that game, played tough for two quarters, and then they just kind of ran away from y'all late. But yeah, you know, I mean, they're they're number one for a reason. They're really good. Um, you know, I think this will apply to anybody in the district. You know, if, if anybody's going to take a district ball game off of them, they're going to have to play perfect, um, and they're going to have to capitalize on some mistakes. Um, having said that, as we shared Friday night, I think we had some opportunities to capitalize on some of their mistakes. And we weren't able to do that in every case. You know, there was a couple of times where we could have had a pick or we could have had a fumble recovery or we could have had a whatever. You know, they 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 return a punt up the sideline and fumble it right in front of our sideline and it goes right in their guy's hands. You know, it bounces mm-hmm. off the Literally ground. Literally bounces right Literally right into their guy's hands. And so, you know, those are all things that, you know, when you play a great team, Coach Fenner has done a great job over there. Um with that program and and they're a great team you know they're they're not ranked number one because they're they're not good right they're mm-hmm. they're fast they're big they're strong they're they're quick at every position they um, their linebackers are exceptional on defense um so so I, you know we knew going in we were gonna have to play perfect and we didn't play perfect um we we suffered a couple of big losses we talked about this friday night you know jesse and mason not playing in the second half um certainly hampered our ability to do things on offense that we wanted to do um it's not taking anything away from the kids that replaced them but the offensive game plan was based around jesse and mason being able to do some things you know you had some kids step up Cade Yinsky stepped up and had his best game of the year uh which is what you need him to do in the absence of those other guys and so um you know having said all that you know we gave it our best shot um, you know, when you play the number one team in the state, you got to have things go your way. Ball didn't always bounce our way. We played hard. I, I couldn't have been more proud of the way our kids battled. We never got our heads down. We never quit. Um, we never uh, pointed fingers or questioned, you know, the game plan or the play calling or any of that stuff. And so our team chemistry is still good. Certainly, um, you know, I told them after the game, losing still sucks. Losing always sucks. It'll never not suck. Um, and so – you know, we're not going to be happy about losing. But, you know, at the end of the day, I told them in the weight room today, we've lost to the number one team in the state, the number four team in Division Two, and the number ten team in the state. Those are our three losses. So let's not get caught up in clumping together three losses against three really good teams. Well, know? and then in all three of those games, y'all had opportunities to find a way to win the game. No, no so. question. I mean, I, I think in all three of them, you know, if, if things bounce our way here or there or, you know, in another spot, then then the outcome could have been different, you know. Um, and so, so having said that, I, I think that speaks to our potential. Um, I told the kids early in the year after we scrimmaged Lago Vista that potential means you're not very good right now. 
Um, and, and that's kind of how that applies to those losses. You know, we didn't play well enough to beat those quality teams. And so we've got to take those losses and, and not turn them into other losses, but turn them into better quality play against different people. And so that's that's what we have to do. You know, we've gone back to work. Coaches were back back up here Saturday morning at 8 a.m. And we worked our tails off, you know, on a game plan for Canyon Lake. And, you know, we're getting ready to try to beat Canyon Lake. And then once that one's over, whatever happens, we'll try to get ready to beat Taylor next week. And then once that one's over, we'll try to beat Lampasas in the last week. And, you know, hopefully we'll win at least one or two or three of those games and be in the playoffs and get ready to play a playoff opponent, you know. And so that's, that's what it all boils down to. Uh, but I also reminded them today that – all year we were reading this book called win in the dark and the win in the dark book is about today it's about did you win today while we were practicing and so i reminded the kids that you can't get caught up in the noise of well we just lost a game and we've lost three and we've won four and what might happen and who we play next week and who not, nothing matters except for today mm -hmm. are we going to get better today in our practice at the things we weren't good at last friday so oh and you got you got the burner bull not the burner bulldogs the canyon yeah. lake hawks this week and uh, we'll get to them here in a minute but yeah. uh you mentioned you mentioned uh saturday and getting back to work and yeah. uh, my wife works with the band now and they of course yeah. had a big competition this week and she noted Certainly. that that they saw y'all out there uh yeah. supporting the band you know uh, it's really cool to see not only the band supporting y'all on Friday nights, but y'all returning that favor on Saturdays. Yeah, no, that was something that I think is important to us as our program progresses and, and the things we do. Um, we always want to show support. It's hard to, you know, we ask a lot of those kids, so it, it's it's really tough on me to ask them to give up a Saturday afternoon. That's their, that's their rest time. Um, I was able to secure a bus. Um, I asked the team if they were available to go with me to go watch the band my wife and I went we we drove a charter bus we took eight to ten kids I forget exactly but um and they were able to sleep on the bus so they got to take a nap for better part of you know two hours two and a half hours while we were on the bus getting down there we got down there just in time to watch them perform they did an amazing job um, and it was cool to see some of our kids kind of learn what the band goes through in terms of getting ready for their region contest and what their region contest looks like and, and how they actually compete. So, yeah, I mean, we're always going to support them. Mr. Hekimovich and his entire staff and, and all those kids have done an amazing job supporting us this year. And so we're certainly going to return the favor. And I, I'm always proud to do something like that. And, I, you know, we'll in two weeks when they go to their area competition in Pflugerville, we'll, we'll probably try to do the same thing. Um, Pflugerville is a little bit further. And, yeah, you know, depending drive. on when they play and all that kind of stuff, we'll have to work that out based on our Saturday's schedule because we'll be we'll be getting ready to get ready to play uh Lampasas, i think um after that game so could so end we'll, up being a really important game from the way things are shaping yeah up. no it certainly could be you know yeah. we'll see how that goes but yeah no it was a shout out to them very proud of them you know they've gotten they've won all their contests they got division one ratings they their show is really good i encourage everybody that hasn't to come to the game and watch their show because they do a really good job and and then go support them when they go to area on uh, on that saturday night yeah, my wife's yeah. gotten involved with the band, and she works here yeah. at the school district, and she'll be watching the videos. And I've, I swear, I've heard their show a thousand times already. I, I think yeah. I know it just because the yeah. kids at this point. But uh, and you mentioned Kadinsky, and I, yeah. we, we're doing a feature on him this week, just because yeah. 
what a roller coaster of a year it has already been for him in 2021 yeah. alone. Yeah. Uh, you know, comes in, he's one of your key players on offense, and then all of a sudden he's got an injury. He misses two of the biggest pre-district games of the year and yeah. has to work his way back. You know, what can you say about the journey he's been on this year? Yeah, you know, he, he's an exceptional young man as well. I, I've we, We've got some exceptional leaders. You know, he's one of our captains, one of six, uh, Mason Ray, Cole Immel, Derek Whitworth, um, Gary Seidenberger and Logan Metzger, um, and and all six of those guys are exceptional leaders. Um, they they lead by example. They lead uh, in everything they do, um, and so you know, Cade Cade is no exception. Uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago in Burnett about you know the most important lesson we teach all these guys is to overcome adversity, um, and certainly Cade is no stranger to that. Um, that injury um, was a scary deal. Um, you know, he he. He hurt his elbow in a bad way, and it was one of those injuries that, you know, it was kind of gross when it happened. You know, it was it was sticking out the other way. You know, it was yeah. it was. I mean, it was it was not pleasant. You know, and and when you look at that, you know, you you have a tendency that you can go into shock and you can freak out a little bit. And um, you know, he he didn't freak out. He was surrounded by his teammates and his coaches, and you know, he, he, he had, you know, God on his side as well. And, and, you know, he just, I mean, that whole night was kind of a, kind of a blur for him, you know, and, and the cool, I mean, it's not cool. It's, it's interesting that he kind of got prepared for that last year after we beat Bernie. Um, we beat Bernie last year. He caught the two point conversion to win the game on the last play of the game. There's no time on the clock. And, uh, he had gotten a concussion like three plays earlier on a crossing route, their linebacker, really took it to him and uh and he you know he stayed in the game we didn't really see it he didn't notice it he didn't you know come out of the game or anything and he was able to catch that pass and then he got dogpiled and so it was a similar situation he had to go to the hospital that night with his parents they had to do, run some tests and stuff like that so so I, you know I, I think god's plan in his life is for him to you know experience some adversity and and come back from it and that's the lesson that we want him to learn as well and and you know he's a he's an exceptional player um but more importantly he's an exceptional person um and he you know for him to i mean that's the best game he's had all year and uh and and you know that that kudos to our coaches for putting him in a position to be able to do that and for him to to execute it and to be able to step up when we needed him to step up you know i mean he he caught two big passes for us and yeah, he sure did. And, and made some big plays for us on both sides of the ball so he's just a great young man and we're proud to have him as a leader and can't wait to see what he's going to do you know each week the rest of the year well, and what yeah. really sticks out to me before we move on to Canyon Lake, um, when yeah. I was chatting with him here yesterday, and yeah. we'll have a full interview with him in the paper. Uh, it's, cool. I've just finished the article. It's a real touching article, and awesome. you'll learn a lot about about a young man who, who kind of has grown a lot recently. Yeah, but, no question. Uh, but uh, he, whenever he was talking about his injury, he was talking yeah. about how his mind wasn't on his injury. It was on how it's affecting his teammates and right. how he wanted to get back so that he could be right. there and how hard it must be for his teammates to not know what's happening. And, right. Um, that, that struck me. That was – it was interesting. I mean, you you've mentioned how it was a kind of a scary looking injury, and yeah. uh, and normally you'd think you'd go into a you know shock self preservation, but he was more yeah. worried about how this is affecting his teammates, and that that stood out to me. Yeah, no, I mean that that's what it's all about. That's what we've tried to you know tried to teach these kids is that you know it's not about you, it's about the team, and and certainly he he exemplifies that. I mean, it was a you know in the, in the age of cell phones, it's really cool at halftime. You know, he's Mason Ray is texting Cade's dad and Pastor Clint, you know, Pastor Clint was there and then mm -hmm. Pastor Clint went to the hospital with him. And so, you know, we're keeping 
real time in touch with him, you know, and, and, and as he's communicating with Mason and the rest of us, he's communicating, hey, we're going to be okay. We need to step up and finish the game. Let's go, you know, and, and that's kind of that's kind of how they, they operate, you know. It's about the team, and, and kudos to the team because that night, you know, I mean, we talked about it that night. You know, we, we come out of halftime, and they take the lead in that game. Yeah, right out of the and, half. And Cade's, you know, in the emergency room, and, and you know, what are we going to do right there? Are we going to put our heads down and, and worry about Cade, or are we going to rise up and, and, you know, Mason Ray we talked about and Cole Immel and, and all those other leaders, you know, took the team on their back. And, and you know, Cole got hurt that night too. And, you know, he we go into halftime not knowing if he's going to play in the second half. And, and you know, he said, by God, I'm, I'm going to play. I'm not, you know. And so we come out of halftime and it's kind of going to be a series by series and see if he's going to be okay. And, I mean, he steps up and – I mean, they went and scored on us the first series to take the lead, and then we 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 never stopped after that. You know, we went right down the field and scored. Uh, defense shut them down. The next defensive series, we went and scored again. We, I mean, it was kind of like, okay, we got to do what we came here to do. That's to put it on these guys, and we did it all right there in the third quarter. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that's that's exemplifies you know who they are as people, what their parents expect from them, both Cade and all those other leaders and all these kids, and uh, you know, it's just we get to. We get to see it. You know, the coolest thing about my job is that I get to see Kate Jensky as a seventh grader, you know, mm-hmm. where he's a little boy. I mean, he, he's a boy, right, yeah, in yeah. seventh grade. And he's a senior now, right? And to see the evolution of his maturation through our program, both basketball, football, track, cross country. He, mm-hmm. he ran cross country up until this year. Um, you know, that's the coolest thing about my job is that I get to, you know, in a few weeks, whenever our season is over, hopefully more weeks than, than we hopefully know, right? Month, hopefully another month or so, you know, we want to play a while in the playoffs. But, um, you know, I get to sit down in here one-on-one with him as a senior and and thank him for everything he's done for our program and, and you know, help him line out what he's going to do for college and what he's going to do. And, and, and that's the coolest part is to see a young man mature. And, and for me, you know, the greatest day of my life is graduation year to year, mm-hmm. uh, other than when I got married and had my children, right? The greatest day for me of our year is graduation when those guys walk across the stage and I get to give them a hug and, and, and you know, wish them well in life. And, and that's that's the cool thing, you know, and to see kids who – have changed so much since seventh grade or sixth grade when we saw them in pre-athletics to to have figured it out, you know, and, and it's, it's you know, it's really cool. What I do for a living is special because we get to be parents for, you know, 114 kids. And, uh, and you know, if you love being a parent, then that's pretty cool, you know, because I get to be a parent every year for all 114 of these guys, you know, and so – it's cool to see them have success, and, and certainly, I mean, there's disappointments too, right? Yeah. You know, we, we've we've lost some kids, and we've had some kids make some bad decisions, and we've had, you know, those are things that happen along the way too, because that's what life is about. You know, we we've 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 lost a player to death in this program, and and that's one of the hardest things that we've had to deal with as a program you know it is the death of a player and and how you handle that and how you how you move on from that and and so you know having said all that 
I mean, that's just what it's about is to watch these kids grow up and learn how to be adults and, and do what they do. The, the the football games, the winning, the making the playoffs, the, you know, winning a bi-district championship or a district championship or whatever, I mean, that's all icing on the cake. The rest of it is about just helping these young men become become young men. Well, I enjoyed chatting with Caden. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, the, to that story getting out and people getting to read about him. But let's talk about the Hawks. Got yeah. the Canyon Lake Hawks coming up. Yeah. Uh, district game number three. Uh, Canyon Lake is a very interesting team. It's a team you're familiar with. Yeah. Uh, they're one of those teams that they're going to run up in the slot tee. They're yep. going to give it to their athletes. They're going to run misdirection. Yeah. And you have to figure out how to do that. Y'all have seen that this year before with Navarro. You scrimmaged them. And, yeah. Uh, and of course, whenever you scrimmage Navarro, you've talked about this. They had some big runs against you, but you weren't really game planning for the slot tee. Now you're facing the slot tee yeah. offense. You're game planning for it. When you look at yeah. Canyon Lake, what do you have to do to stop yeah. that offense? I, You know – it's Gonzalez ran a form of it. They didn't really run it that night, but we they run a form of it, and so we were able to prepare a little bit for it at that point too. So, and we do that deliberately. We play Navarro just so we'll be ready for Canyon Lake. Um, you know, next year when we do realignment, we may pick up another non-district opponent if Canyon Lake ends up in our district, right? Um, because you want to get ready for it. But, you know, as far as the evolution of our program goes in terms of playing the slot T, you know, you go all the way back to when we got here in 2011. Um, 5A and 6A, with the exception of Liberty Hill, maybe Hayes, not many teams run the slot T, right? And so the slot T was a big offense when I played, when I first started coaching in the 90s. Um, it, it, it evolved away from the bigger classifications. So we come here, my defense coordinator, offense coordinator, and I get here, um, hadn't seen the slot T much. You know, saw it at Stony Point versus Tyler Lee. Uh, Trinity, Euless Trinity ran it a little bit. So we weren't real sure how to defense it, right? And so our first experience was against Brady. And I think that night, that first year, that was the highest scoring football game in the state of Texas. I think they beat us 50 to 44 or something like that. And, and I, you know, on Sunday I go in and I ask the offensive coordinator how many points you're going to score. And he says, well, we ought to be able to score at least 45 or something. And I ask – the defense coordinator, hey, how many points are we going to give up? Man, I don't know. I don't know if we can stop them. <laughs> you know, and, and that's what happens. So so, so you, you fast forward to now the evolution of that, having played Navarro in district and then scrimmaging them, having played Liberty Hill a couple of years in district, and then always having played Canyon Lake. And Canyon Lake evolved to this. They When we first got here, they were in an I-Pro offense, which is similar to what, you know, the San Francisco 49ers used to run two backs and a eye back and a tight end and, you know, a lot of a lot of pro-style football. They evolved to this when Coach Drum took over, hired a new offensive coordinator. And, uh, and, and they, you know, I go out on a limb and tell you that they run it better than just about anybody that does it uh, because they do such a good job of answering – um, the reason the slot T is good is because if you take away one thing, they always have an answer. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what it boils down to is the evolution of what our defense have done, Coach Wilder and our defensive staff, is they've come up with a pretty good plan to stop it in general. And then, of course, this year we have to specifically apply that plan to where their talented players are. And they've got a ton of talented players. Number 32 is a big uh, big fullback, running back type guy, um, Elijah Johnson. He's a big, strong kid. Reminds us a little bit of John Fritch. Um, and then number seven is the offensive coordinator's son, um, 
and and he's a fast kid that's very talented um and then the quarterback runs the offense you know i mean so so they've got talent at, at multi positions um we've got to get lined up right um, the thing they're doing a little bit different this year is they're they're using a little more tackle over. They're trying to rat you a little bit more by formation um, and make sure you get lined up right because if you don't get lined up right, then just because you're not lined up right, even if you execute your assignment and you read your read properly, they're going to have an empty gap. And if you have an empty gap, it might be a touchdown, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so that's, that's the thing. Uh, same way with the passing game. You know, they're not – historically known for throwing the ball they might throw the ball three to five to six times a game but typically their efficiency throwing the ball is very high because they normally throw it to someone who's wide open (laughs) right because you get the wrong read your safety doesn't have his eyes where they're supposed to be or doesn't read the proper read or whatever and they come up on the run and then the guy going out for the pass runs behind them and they play action in the backfield with all the misdirection and the guy's wide open down the Mm -hmm. field and you see that in every film they play, that happens to every team they play. So, so you know, um, the big thing for me when we play these guys, we started talking about it on Saturday after we finished with the LBJ film. It's all about discipline this week on defense. Um, certainly, you got to be physical. They're physical. They want to be physical. We've got to be physical. I like our defensive front's physicality. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're pretty physical. We've proven to be pretty physical at stopping the run. Certainly. In this offense, they want to run the football. Um, that's what they're trying to establish. So, you know, we've got to be physical, we got to be disciplined, and we've got to read our keys and do our job. And that's that's what it boils down to when you play the slot T. Um, I told the kids in the weight room yesterday that when you're playing the slot T, they bank on the fact that teenagers aren't disciplined enough to do it 130 times during a game, right? Mm-hmm. However many plays they get, 100 plays, 75 plays, 85 plays, whatever they get, they bank on the fact that one of our 11 teenagers is going to get caught daydreaming or get caught thinking about something else or get caught thinking about the last play yeah. or get caught thinking about what happened on kickoff team or whatever and not do their job. And all of a sudden, boom, it's a big play for them. And, they, you know, it's also about – Coach Wilder has a term called getting them off schedule. Um, they want to get three yards per play. If you can get them two yards or one yard or a loss mm-hmm. on a play and get them off schedule – then you got a chance. But if they stay on schedule, they're going to go three yards on first down, three yards on second down, three yards on third down, and now it's fourth and one, and they're going to go for it. Yeah. And they don't care because they think they're going to get it on fourth and one no matter where they are on the field. They're going to run the play. And it's demoralizing to your defense when you get them in third and one and they get it on first down and they're on their own end of the field. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's demoralizing. It's like, golly, can we stop these guys? And so you got to be disciplined, got to be physical. Got to do your job, and we got to get them off schedule. And uh, if we can do that, then then we have a chance. And I, I really like um, going back three years. Um, we beat Liberty Hill the first time ever in 2018, 2019, excuse me. First time we'd ever beaten Liberty Hill in program history. Um, and we beat them the first game of district. It was our first district game that year. They were coming off a state title appearance. Um, they were really good. And we beat them at their place first game and we beat them because of the scheme that we put in we 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 adjusted the way we'd been defending the slot t um, i'm certainly not going to tell 
on the podcast how we do that. Uh, people have seen it. They have our film from then, so they know how we do it. Yeah, but um, well, you don't need to give but, them any more help. But we made, <laughs> we made two really good adjustments. Coach yeah. Wilder and our defensive staff made two really good adjustments to how we stop it. And we had some really good players in 2019 that were able to execute those adjustments really well. Um, and that was kind of – that was a big step for us to be able to stop them and get them off schedule. And that night we were able to get Liberty Hill off schedule. And, I, you know, and I'll go to 2020 last year. I mean, we, we played really well on defense against Canyon Lake. Um, we stopped them. We scored to go ahead. They got the ball back with two minutes left. And unconventionally, in the way they normally do things, they drove the length of the field and had – two or three big pass plays. I, you know, I reminded the kids last, last night about this. We, we had them in third and 18, you know, and if we can make them punt right there, we win the ball game. And they run a pass play. And like I said, we don't read our keys or we don't cover the, the guy open. running the drag or whatever, and they catch it for an 18-yard, 19-yard first down. And then they get in that situation again, and then they catch another big pass play. And, and we look up, and Canyon Lake just ran the two-minute offense which is kind of what we're pretty good at. They just ran the two-minute offense, and they score with less than 20 seconds left to win the game. You know, yeah. And it's like, golly, that just happened. Game's over. So, so you know, we got to be able to respond to those kind of things. And, and so I think the evolution of our scheme is good. Um, you know, I think our kids are going to be physical. I think we're going to, you know, I mean, we our kids are pretty disciplined. I mean, we, you know, we just got to go out and play and, and, and not get bored. The, the thing about the slot T is you can get bored with – with doing your job every play, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and not not making the great play, you know. But it is a great play if you only get two yards. Yeah. You know, and so so as coaching staff, we got to celebrate that. When we get them behind the chains or we get them off schedule, we got to be able to celebrate that and make our kids understand that that's what we got to do over and over again. And, and ultimately, what it boils down to, we've talked a little bit about this. I've talked a lot to the kids about it the last couple of weeks is the best defense is when the defense, our defense is sitting on the sideline. Mm-hmm. And our offense is moving the chains. And so, you know, that's going to have to be part of the equation too. Our defense is going to have to get them off schedule, force them to punt, and then our offense is going to have to beat them at their own game, which yeah. is ball control. You know, and, and we've we've proven to be able to ball control pretty well. I mean, last week. Even Especially against, in the first half. Well, LBJ, even yeah. against, you know, number one LBJ, you know, we took the opening drive and we had it for six and a half minutes or whatever of the first quarter. Um, got down inside the red zone and went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. You know, and then yeah. it only took them a couple of plays to get going and, and go score. But then we got the ball and went and you know, had it for yeah. a long time again. So, you know, we, we've proven to be able to do that, and, and I think that's what you have to do. And then the other thing that, you know, they're really good at is the special teams. Coach Drum and his crew are known for their special teams, and they, they do a really good job in special teams. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll take that a little bit personal this week as a special teams guy, coordinator, and, uh, you know, we've we got to shore up our special teams. We've got to be solid in it. We've, we've gotten two block punts in the last two weeks, um, you know, both of them. You know, one guy decided not to block like they were supposed to, and the guy blocked a punt. You know, last week against LBJ, their number five just decided he wanted to block the punt, and there wasn't anything we could have done to stop him. I mean, he just he just kind of – He also just randomly decided to go on a 40-yard scamper at one point in that game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, and he – I mean, he just he just decided that he was going to do it. And, I, you know, he's a he's an exceptional player. And so, he just – you know, he came through a gap and went and blocked that punt and whatever. So, so I, you know, we're going to have to be solid in all three phases. But, you know, we're going to have to play complementary football and – and and you know it, it's going to be a good one. I mean, we anytime we play them, it's a it's a it's a battle. You know, they they we've 
we've proudly, I'm proud of the fact that there was a point in our career here that we couldn't beat some people. You know, Canyon Lake was one of those people that it took us a few years to figure out a way to beat them. And then once we finally beat them, then it became a battle each year. Um, I'll go out on a limb and say that they've probably beaten us more than we've beaten them since I've been here. But um, they certainly, you know, it's a battle every year. And uh, we appreciate their coaches and what they do. And, and they do a good job. So. Well, we talk about yeah. y'all's front seven a lot as a yeah. strength. And, and last week, I mean, I know it's the number one team, but uh, I'm sure you, your guys are feeling an urge to, to bounce back after giving up some big rushing yardage against against the Jaguars, and yeah. especially those linebackers. I know that Logan and Gary take a yeah. lot of pride in what they do. And um, is there a level of, of challenging those guys this week to get back on the right side of things in the rushing Yeah, game? I mean, so much so that I had to – I mean, I've – you know, I'll probably share some trade secrets here, whatever. But I had to get on them yesterday because they were knocking the crap out of our guys on offense while we're practicing offense, you know. And I'm like, hey, take it easy. You know, <laughs> right now we're in we're in week game eight, week 12 of the season. You said week nine. It's week nine of the regular season, right? Yeah, yeah. It's game eight for us, but game it's week, week it's nine. week 12. Mm-hmm. Like, it's week 12 for us. So, I'm like – Y'all got to take it easy, man. We can't get anybody hurt in practice just because y'all are upset because we gave up too many yards last week against LBJ, you know. I mean, they, they play with a chip on their shoulder. I mean, they are – they are. we talked about this earlier in the season. They are 80s-style linebackers, you know. You think of Brian Bosworth. And don't tell and, Gary, but Logan's leading in tackles right now. No, I know. and No, he knows. <laughs> trust me. I, every sa- Saturday when I pull out the film, I always – they always get bonus tackles on special teams, right, because mm-hmm. kickoff and whatever. And so I always go give that to Coach Water. And then when we watch the film, you know, they're always ribbing each other about, well, that was my tackle and you missed it and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, and that's how they are. Um, and that's what you want. I mean, you want those guys to be – a little bit nasty, but, you know, like I said, I had to remind them yesterday, look, hey, we're in week eight now. We don't really need to hurt somebody in practice just because we're mad. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> let's let's be smart. You know, I, I mentioned – It's a good that, problem to have. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mentioned that Lucas, our trainer, you know, he had, he, he had been a trainer for the Cleveland Browns, and I'd ask him, you know, about practicing, and he said the biggest thing in the professional level is that – they practice like pros, which means they're exceptionally fast and exceptionally big and strong and all that stuff. But And they get to where they're supposed to be really, really fast and all that, but they have very little contact in practice because if they beat each other up in practice every week, they can't. then they can't perform on Sunday. And so that's something I think after this season we're going to look at is – practicing like pros so that we're not exhausting ourselves physically on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Certainly, you have to be physical. You have to do the practice. You have to get the reps. You have to do all the things. But at this late in the season, we're not trying to convince Gary and Logan to be physical or James Sabera or <laughs> Logan like McCarver. they're doing that themselves. I mean, they're, they're pretty <laughs> physical as it is. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think to answer your question long roundabout way, you – they came out of that game with a little chip on their shoulder because they gave up 40 points and too many yards, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you want to get back to that. I mean, you go back to Burnett, and they played exceptional against Burnett. I mean, our defense, maybe that was the best game they played all year. You know, certainly they played really good against Sam Houston and played pretty good against Kerrville and yeah. pretty good against – you know, I thought they stepped up and played really well against Gonzalez when we needed them to. Um, so, so, you know, arguably coming off the best game of the year, Burnett – from a defensive perspective, and then giving up 40 points. You know, yeah. you, 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 
you get a chip on your shoulder, you know. The, the, and that's the thing, you know, it's interesting. The players and the coaches, the players tend to emulate the coaches, right? Mm-hmm. And so from a defensive perspective, you know, they'll, they'll get mad at me for saying this, but in the coaching world, you've got the centers and the saints, right? The, the defensive coaches are typically the centers. They're, they're mad. They're angry <laughs> a lot. They, they don't like to give up any points. They don't like to give up any yards. The yeah, other team you got to have that mentality. The other team gets a first down. They're angry. You know, they're mad. They miss a tackle. They miss one tackle, and then another guy makes a great tackle, and they're only mad about the missed tackle, right? And, and you know, offense is, is all about scoring touchdowns and getting down the field and having fun and, mm-hmm. and all that, you know, and defense is more serious. And so, you know, that's what you get, you know. And, and so on Saturday of this week, you know, our defensive personnel, you know, they're they're pretty upset because we gave up 40 points and, and and we gave up some yards. And, and you know, obviously, you know, we needed to play better on offense to keep their offense off the field a little bit. But, yeah. you know, the defensive guys take that personal. You know, they're like, daggum, we gave up 40 points and we gave up a bunch of yards and, and we, we got to be better than that, you know. And so and, – and, you know, what a better – what a better opportunity to, to prove that, you know, and to, to realize that against a really good offensive scheme uh, in Canyon Lake and a really talented group. So, so yeah, I, I think that plays into it a little bit for sure. I think it'll be a lot of fun. We'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Yeah. Uh, Coach, bet. thanks as always. And Appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you in Canyon Lake Friday night at 730. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Let's do it. Yep.